Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of On A Serious Note. My name is Yimika and I'm the anchor on this podcast. Hope you're well and hope everything's going great wherever you are listening to me. Back again with another episode and on today's episode I have another guest just like the last time uh, and I do think it's going to be interesting because my guest is an amazing ambitious young lady but without going too much into that we would get into the real content right after this. So on today's episode, we have another guest to this show. This is someone that I've worked with very closely over the last few years. And yeah, I think this is going to be interesting. So I'll let her introduce herself. So next. Hi, everyone. Hello. <laughs> the way you introduce me, you think I'm someone that says, but okay. <laughs> I mean, you're, Hi, you're, you're associated with me, so you, you must I'm have sense. I'm so um, my name is Neka, and I've known Yumi for I don't know is it four years now? Two thousand and eighteen. Sh- so about okay, three so years. it's about three years. It feels longer anyway. Yeah. So um, I I I knew him based off of um, him hiring me to work at Booking.com back then, and ever since then we've stayed in touch. Even when we both left at some point, um, and we've stayed in touch, and you know we've been good friends ever since. So yeah. yeah, happy to be here. Good. Thanks for telling everyone how you know me so they know I didn't like hijack you from somewhere. Um, <laughs> but now they're going to know that I'm not paying you for this. So anyways, thanks for that. <laughs> we um, do do free stuff. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> um, okay, but tell us a little bit about uh, what you do professionally and your experience. So currently, um, I work as a customer success manager at um, an HR tech startup. Um, and I've been at this role for about six months now, um, but generally I've been in customer success for close to four years. And before that, so my, like, as you might know, my career has taken a lot of plenty, plenty ups and downs and curves. Um, I've done event planning in the past. I have done um, project management in the past, but I think customer success is one role that I've done the longest out of the different things that. Um, or out of the different roles that I have done in the past. So, yeah, so currently in customer success, um, but this is not the final bus stop. Um, But yeah, I guess we'll talk about that um, further in. Yes, okay. So there's two very interesting things that you've said. You've said, you've talked a little bit about the turns that your career has taken, which is one of the things that we're interested in here on this podcast on on a serious Uh note. Uh, But also you said this is not the final bus stop. So very keen to talk more about that. But let's talk about the um, turns and, you know, all of that stuff. What, What we're, just tell us, like, walk us through from the beginning Mm-hmm. kind of like from the beginning of your career or you can start from your background and then build us up to to how yeah. you got where you are now um so if i go back to my background in uni um i did an honors program in business administration and you know my intention really from uni has always been to go into marketing um and it's not till i got out that i realized that marketing is quite broad Right. So straight out of uni, I had come back to Nigeria in 2014 and I was getting ready to do my NYSE in 2015. So um, my plan then was, okay, I need to get a job so that once I put NYSE 
see, have a job to go back to, and they're not just going to place me in one random place. Um, so that was that was actually my intention. So I was job hunting even before NYSC started. And then um, one random day, I found a role at um, a company called Creditor. They're a design agency, a boutique design agency back then. They were starting up. They needed a marketing assistant. Um, and I was like, oh, fantastic. Like, this is right off my alley, startup life. Because um, I've always been the kind of person who enjoys um, context switching and doing a bunch of different things. And I knew that being in a startup would allow me to do just that. Um, so funny story. So I applied for the role and I remember like during the application process, it was just sent an email or whatever, I think it was via a form on their website and the form wasn't submitting. So me feeling like this was the one that was going to, you know, the job that I really wanted. I reached out to them on Twitter and let them know that I was trying to apply. It wasn't working. And the CEO replied me and gave me an email to submit my resume to, which I did. And immediately he replied me again that he wants to get on a call. And we got on a call and I guess, like they say, the rest is history because um, that was the the conversation of the call was exactly what gave me the job, you know, from speaking to him and then him realizing that, you know, I had a Tumblr where, where it showed my design thinking or eye for design as you would have it. That was really what sealed the deal. And then I went into that role, really excited, built out the team to about five to six people within a year. Um, and being brought on as a marketing assistant, we quickly realized as any startup that, you know, we actually needed a project manager and I took on that role in addition to, um, working on marketing as well. And it just really gave me an opportunity to, um, have a lot of responsibility. Um, it gave me an opportunity to not just do the execution, but also think through strategy, which is something I quite enjoy as well. And being the kind of person that I am, um, self-improvement is very important to me. So when I do something and do something over and over again, at some point I get really good at it and I'm looking to do something more challenging. Um, and I looked at it, I was like, okay, the way the company is at that point, um, it wasn't really going to give me the challenge that I needed. Um, I wanted more challenge. I wanted obviously more money and you know, realistically speaking, I wasn't going to get, maybe I could have gotten more challenge, but not more money. So that um, looks like me then deciding, okay, you know what, let me just quit my job and look for something else. And also just, I mean, for context, right, I didn't just quit my job because, okay, I needed to move on to something else. At that time as well, I was just going through a lot of different things, um, you know, emotionally. And I guess that also compounded to me deciding that, okay, this is a break that I need. Mm. So I left that role and I was job hunting. So my, I like stability and okay. I come from a family where my dad worked at the same company for 34 years. And yep. I know that that's not possible as possible these days, but... Um, well, why do you think so, though? Let's, let, let's just because, take a bit of a, a pivot. Why do you think so? Because, I don't know, um, there's a lot less job satisfaction these days. So people are more willing to switch and also even the types of companies that if we're talking of nigeria for example um i don't know if it's the culture but not a lot of people are as willing to stick with a company for more than five years mm -hmm. five years is even like the most i've not the most but that's typically like oh wow a whole five years um so i'm not seeing much of that okay 10 years at, at the same company 20 years at the same company as, yeah you know when my dad 
was working. Now, I also think maybe loyalty is less rewarded these days. Um, right. I think that there are some people that would maybe get the opportunities to grow at the same company if they stay there over 20 years. But I think as opposed to before, and like I'm, I'm not saying this is a fact, but it just looks to me that loyalty is less rewarded these days. Right. Right, um, done right. back in the day so yeah no. and even also like because I, I guess also the size of the company matters because as a much larger sure. maybe organization there's that opportunity like we talked about or like we will talk about like vertical movement or horizontal movement where okay you've been at this particular role for two years and you know you're looking to try something else or you're looking to move up there's that opportunity to do that as much larger organizations yeah true um and obviously rewarding with increase in pay or you know trainings for self-improvement all of those things yeah uh anyways you were talking about uh you liking stability so yes so um, i've always liked the idea of you know building out something and doing it from the ground up um so which was why when i left this particular role at creditor and you know i was job hunting my intention was okay whatever i get next this is going to be it like i need to you know be very specific on what i want so that i'm not regretting it later or be very clear on what i want so i'm not regretting it later and looking to switch to another company so i was job hunting for like what six months seven months or five months i can't remember and at that point this was december and at that point i was just like you know what anything i'll do it. like anything that's out there i'll do it because the role i ended up moving into was was not necessarily left field but it wasn't something that i had envisioned myself doing so a role opened up at um koga creative an event planning um company at the time and a role opened up for a lead experience designer um and i had been watching sort of like their growth as a company and i really loved like how they curated events so it was just a thing of i liked what they do but i didn't imagine myself working for them mm, so when right. i saw that there was an opening i was like okay you know what what's the worst that can happen i applied interviewed and got the job um and it's like, okay, this is different from what I expected or what I thought, you know, would be part of my story. But I decided to just take the leap because um, at the end of the day, I was like, okay, these are all experiences that I can use, I can leverage in the future. So I did that for about a year. And then I was, I had enough because it was, it was very grueling work, um, very mentally, physically, emotionally exhausting that I knew that there's no way I could do this past this one year. Um, so I left that role and again was job hunting and all, all the times that I've left, as you can see, there's nothing waiting for me on the other side. <laughs> <laughs> I have left and I have, you know, been in the deep end job hunting till something turned up. I was almost going to say that after this, people are just going to think you're an expert at job hunting. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, there's so much waiting. But what can we do? We're looking for money. Yeah. So, um, so I was job hunting again for another about five months because I know that I left that role in December and I didn't join booking.com till like May of the next year. So I saved you. You did. You really did. <laughs> but you didn't want to pay me. But I said, okay, no problem. It's national company. Right. <laughs> it's national company. So um, I was excited about joining booking.com because then it started to tick some of the boxes that I had. Okay, global organization, check. Okay. Um, um, yeah, global organization, check. Okay, opportunity for growth, quote unquote, I thought, check. Okay, um, you know, I guess opportunity to learn and to grow, check. 
right? So when, you know, the recruiter called me back after the interview and offered me the role and everything, I didn't think much about it. It was a no-brainer because it was like, well, it's not as if, you know, some other companies were waiting, you know, with offers or anything. There was nothing else, you know, yeah. that was coming my way. And I was like, okay, you know what? Let me just do this um, and see where it goes. And so I did. And that was one role that I did for about almost two years to mm-hmm. the all of us. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. <laughs> to the sector or to, to, to Shao, you know, they closed their Lagos office. And um, yeah, then again, I was thrown into the deep end of job hunting for the third time in my how many years of working. And then it brought me to this role, which I absolutely love. It's everything that I've ever hoped for. And everything? I couldn't be more pleased. Uh, to a large extent, 80%. Okay. 80% is very good. All right. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I couldn't be more pleased. And I guess we'll talk more about that as we go on. Okay, yeah. Um, you, one thing you didn't mention was what you did at Booking.com. Oh, so Booking.com, um, it was more so an account manager role, which, you know, typically is a bit like customer success-ish. Mm, I don't yeah, so it was an account manager role, um, account executive rather. Um, I actually started out as something else. I can't remember the name where, you know, if, oh gosh. it was pretty much the same thing, Mecca. <laughs> it was pretty much because when I'm just thinking about it, I'm like, okay, new title, but it's the same, it's the same work. It's the same work. Okay. So yeah, um, it was an account executive role where um, at some point I had like key accounts assigned to me in my portfolio and I was in charge of their growth. Um, and yeah, I guess keeping them happy and open as well. As okay. Hotels. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, all sounds good. Uh, I mean, to my ears, it sounds like, well, you had a couple of jobs that you, you know, you did a couple of jobs that at the time you got them were fulfilling a certain need. Um, however, due to one reason or the other, you stopped doing those jobs and moved on to the next one. Um, sounds easy when you say it. Um, uh, even though you say you don't yeah. like job hunting um, but now I want to ask what, what was the most challenging part of moving from one job to the other or what was the most challenging part about like you thinking about your career um, especially at the times where you had to move to other companies or at the times where you had just one offer mm-hmm. from one company that you were like you know what I just need to do something and yeah what, what yeah. were the most challenging parts I think for me it was it was the disappointment that, yo, this is not where I'm supposed to be. Um, because I'm the type of person, and Yimi knows this, one of my biggest strengths is that I'm very futuristic. And that means that I see very clearly like what the future looks like for me and maybe for other people or for things, you know, and I'm able to sort of visualize myself in places and things and roles and you know whatever like whatever things I want for myself I'm able to really really visualize it almost like I can touch it and that then means that you know I have a very clear idea of what's my where what I want for myself and I can see it and the disappointment is that the things I am currently doing in terms of like the roles and even how much I'm earning are so far off like so almost so far removed from that future self that it's almost such a disappointment that I found that I was constantly chasing, which was why I was having that movement, right? I could have stayed at the first role that I got. 
because it was a really great company. And, you know, even the founder and a lot of the earlier employees are still my friends till today. But I, because I was chasing growth, I was chasing this future self. I was chasing more for myself. I knew that, you know, staying in that place was not going to give me that. And a lot of what I ended up doing after that, you know, jumping from one role to, or not jumping, but moving from one role to another was chasing that opportunity to finally be grounded or, you know, finally have an opportunity to, to I guess, grounded, right? Develop some roots that would help me, you know, get to that future self that I can so clearly see. So it was just that disappointment of having to, you know, try the next thing because this one did not work having to try this new role because what I thought the old one was wasn't really what it was. It didn't give me what I thought it was going to give me. Or maybe I hadn't gotten to a place where, because the truth is, you know, when you start in a new role or you're trying to learn a new skill based on the role that you have, at some point you learn that skill and you become very well-versed in it and you want more. Me personally, I'm always chasing more. Yeah. I'm always chasing self-improvement. So when I do improve a certain thing, it's okay, what's the next thing? It's For me, it's always what is the next thing. And so, yeah, that's, I guess it's just the disappointment of having to try so many different things to get to be one okay. or, yeah. So uh, one of the, the reasons why you're on this podcast in the first place is because you've mentioned like one of the keywords this is about self-improvement, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, so I want to ask, how do you know you've gained a certain skill that you're trying to learn? Or how do you know you've improved on something based on your experience, based on all these things you've talked about? At what point did you know when you were starting out something that you have improved? What validated it for you? I guess the ease at which I was able to carry out a particular task, um, that's definitely a matter of, I guess, improvement for me because um, I'm the type of person that hesitates a lot. Um, and I overthink, I'm always in my head and whatever. So when I'm learning a new thing, there's a lot of hesitation, but there's also a lot of, you know, it takes me a lot of time to then do this one task that I'm, you know, learning a particular skill for. But then when I check back, maybe, I don't know, in six months time, and I'm trying to do that same task, it doesn't take me as much time. There's less apprehension. To a large extent, um, there's more confidence in, my ability to execute because either I've practiced it over and over again, or um, I've, yeah, I've practiced it over and over again that I've become to a large extent good at it or really good at it. That you know, I'm able to do it quicker um, and with lot, a lot less apprehension. Okay, uh, that makes sense. Um, okay, so I want to ask you now. Um, Especially because you've just said one of your strengths is being futuristic. And I love yeah. how that's being phrased as a strength because a lot of people might see it as, oh, why are you thinking so far in the future? But it yeah. is a strength, right? Um, how, how easy is it for you when you're assessing your growth to compare to where you're coming from as opposed to where you're going to because it's so clear? Um, it's not easy, which is why I get the help that I need to you know, I guess maybe paints the picture for me. For example, Yimi is uh, my professional coach and this, these are the things that he helps me with because I'm the type of person I'm in my head a lot. And you see that future picture, it is so clear. Like I said, I can almost touch it. And then imagine being so great in your head, like this thing is like you can see yourself as whatever. Mm -hmm. And in your reality, it's like you're not even anywhere near there. In my yeah. mind, I feel like I'm not even anywhere near there. 
which is why, like I said, there's always fire under my bumble because it's always like, <laughs> see, there's, there's, that. <laughs> there's always fire under my bumble. And um, because I can clearly see where that future self or who that future self is. And because I'm so bad at understanding my current reality and how good I'm doing or how I'm improving, um, I need the help. And I need the help of people like Yimi to paint that picture for me, to actually yeah. help me articulate, okay, this is where you've come from. These are the things you're currently doing. Okay, maybe this, these are the things that you might need to work on, but these are the things you're really good at. You yeah. know? And, you know, it's like focus on those things. Um, it's like, okay, realize how the things you're currently doing now are, the things that will help you get to that there that you can so clearly see. Um, because I can't do that work on my own. I would not even be patient enough to follow through with it because in my mind, it would never be good enough. It would never yeah. feel enough. Um, so that's why I get the help. I just want to make a comment on the fire under your bomb bomb. Like I can, I can, I can attest to this. Like nobody would say anything. Like Neka would wake up after a good day, after a good day, and be like, "Oh my god, I have no, I'm not doing anything with my life." I'm like, "But you just did something yesterday." You're like, "Hey, no, I'm still not doing anything." <laughs> like, give me, give me those. Like, you know, what, well, there are two things I'm always saying. There are yeah. two things I'm always saying. Um, that. Oh, there's one thing he's always saying to me that I'm always racing for time, one. And there's something I am always saying is that where I am now is where I was supposed to be. Long time ago, like I'm just catching up. So for me, it's like I'm not even comfortable, right? And as everybody knows that is close to me, I like money. And for somebody who likes money a lot, like I tell Yemi, I'm a bit quite, I'm quite poor. So <laughs> all of those things... All of those things are always like giving me so much motivation and vain, maybe sometimes to my own detriment because it's very hard for me to celebrate my wins. Um, I've had quite a few wins in the past couple of months, and you know, even just the straw that I got, it, it was a huge win. And yes, I did celebrate it, but I did it because I felt like that was what I was supposed to do. But in my yeah. mind, I was like, this is this is where I was supposed to be before. Like this place I am now that I've gotten to that I'm supposed to celebrate is where I was supposed to be. So, yeah, I, I, I put quite um, a lot of pressure on myself in that regard. Yeah, just now that you were talking, I, like, one statement just came to my mind. And I don't think I've ever mentioned it to you before, but, like, just tell me what you think about it. It sounds like yeah. with you, there's a thin line between motivation and pressure. Mm. What, what, what do you mean by thin line? Like, it seems like... like you you just said now that the fact that you see where you want to go is is a motivator for you, but sometimes yeah. it stresses you because it it's, does. A, it's pressure, right? It does, it does. Because I'm also a very curious person, so I like a lot of the people that maybe I see in roles that I would love to be doing. I look at their story and you know I almost compare myself to them. Okay, they did this, 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 and this, and they are here. Where they are, that's here that they are is where I'm trying to go. So, okay, what are the things that they did to get there? And I'm, you know, putting a lot of my pre- a lot of pressure on myself to like, you know, do those things or maybe even get there quicker because, I, I mean, yes, there shouldn't really be a time placed on these things, but somehow I think unconsciously I place a time on these things where yeah. like if I don't do this by 30s, even like, can I even pass myself on the back? If I don't do this by 35, can I, do you understand? Yeah. <laughs> so there's that. Okay. Um, so now in all of these things, like in all these previous experiences and the wins you've had and, you know, you getting help for times when, you know, you've struggled. Um, can you 
talk about when you had like a turning point and what that turning point was. Um, hmm. I think my turning point was... Uh, just to interrupt you a bit. So like turning point could, it doesn't necessarily have to be one moment. It could be like a, right. something you realized that helped you do something that led to your growth. Sounds like I'm using a lot of words, yeah. but what was like, yeah. <laughs> what was no, like the think, main I thing? I think I have, yeah. So the main thing that, there was one thing that happened that really sort of puts me on um, a different trajectory towards my growth. And that was when Yimi made me take the Clifton, uh, the Gallup strength test. And I mean, I've mentioned this to him and to other people several times. I almost feel like a broken record, but I cannot explain how much that you know exercise really really helped me because uh, first of all i i you see those um what's this called 16 strands all of those um personal i do all of them i love it you know i do all of them but this was the first one that i felt almost like you know got me to a t and also because the way the report is um it's a paid report which you know, is fair because the results and the way the explanations are given, it really helps you celebrate like your now. Because, you know, I'm the type of person who likes to fill up empty holes. Like I like to, I, I like to strengthen my weaknesses rather than focusing on my strengths. I would, if there's, if for example, it's like you're getting into something, the first thing I want to do is what are my weaknesses and how can I strengthen them? Rather than, okay, what are my strengths and how can I leverage them or, you know, improve them so that I can carry out whatever task quicker. And so just, you know, being the way the test articulated my strengths and helped me recognize how, like, all the things I have done, because I had such a, like, I was really frustrated with the fact that my career journey hadn't been straightforward. Mm -hmm. um, it was very topsy-turvy and it was one of those things that I really hated because, for somebody who is a planner, for somebody who thinks into the future, I felt like I could have done better, you know, with the yeah. way it turned out. But, you know, being able to see what my top five strengths are and see how they play out, you know, in my life and in the life of in my friends or in the workplace, it really helped me appreciate me because, you know, being somebody who thinks into the future, you're always chasing like a, a an improved self. Yeah. You know, and you're not able to really appreciate the current self, which is a work in progress anyway. Yeah. So yeah, so that so that exercise and just going through it with really, really, really helped me like, mm. you know, at least appreciate like the things I'm really good at. Yeah. And um leverage them more often rather than sort of trying to strengthen my weaknesses. Yeah, I mean later on this um podcast, like not this particular episode, I'm actually going to talk more about like all these strength type tests because I actually believe Something you said there is yeah. very, very key, um, that your strengths give you your best chance for success and it's better for you to strengthen your strengths. Actually, that should be a whole episode in itself, um, <laughs> strengthening your strengths. Um, but I think also if I can, if I can yeah. say something about the Gallup um, test, um, I think one of the best things about it is that it's actionable. So you can actually appreciate... Right your strengths and know what to do to keep improving them um or you know right. have ideas on what you can do um to move that strength forward or to develop as a person so 
I, well, that's one thing that I found from the test. Um, so for you, is there, mm-hmm. um, based on the strengths that you saw, were there any actions you took that helped you um, since this was like your turning point, right? That helped you develop or helped you move forward? I think more than even helping me develop, what it did for me was give me a greater appreciation for the me that is here right now. Um, because one of the things that the one of the actionable things that the futuristic strength would describe is that because you think so clearly or you see so clearly into the future, you have a hard time, you know, appreciating and living in the now. And I think that was my biggest takeaway because the other the other strengths like maybe individualization or you know being good at strategy and whatever, um, those were things that I sort of already knew. But because my biggest struggle was living in the now, appreciating the now and not chasing a future self, my biggest takeaway was definitely just being conscious about, you know, appreciating where I am right now and, you know, I guess understanding that it's a work in progress and being okay with that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it does make sense. And um one of your most used words on today's episode or on this particular recording is future self, future where self. you're going to go or <laughs> where you intend to go. So do you mind so you sharing can't tell, you can't do, you, do you mind sharing with everyone what that future is? Like I mean, maybe you don't need to tell us uh, everything, but what do you what do you see in your future? Like what's what's this future that is putting pressure you mean, on your you already life? Know this. <laughs> Yeah, but like, this is not for me. This is for everyone. (laughs) Guys, let me tell you. Guys, come closer. (laughs) I like money. Have you seen me like this? I like money. Do you understand? And so, for me, it's like, and yes, that is a very, very broad statement. But, because the thing is, my future self has changed several times. um, And that is just based on me seeing, okay, where is the start the world going what are the skills at some point i wanted to be a programmer because that was the one that was going to pay me plenty money and then i realized that, okay now i was just chasing it for money i don't think i'll really enjoy it and i was still going back to my first and true love which is marketing and you know eventually um my goal or my ultimate goal is to obviously lead marketing at i guess a billion dollar company um which you know is a very big fit um and not a lot of you know women are doing that um and not a lot of women are staying in mar- not even just women generally marketing roles have um such a high turnover especially at c-suite level um where cmos stay for like a year a year and a half and they move on to other things and mm-hmm. i'm not saying that i want to go in and change that but i really want to get to the top and for okay. me that is the top that i envision for myself um, you know, that C-suite level leading marketing at a company that I believe in the solution that they're providing. And obviously that will pay me well. Because <laughs> let's just be honest, like I'm not I'm not doing anything for free or for some, you know, I don't know, is it altruistic, whatever. I don't know if that's the right word, but money is a big motivator for me. Right. Um yeah. Yeah, you've you've literally just said it into the universe. Like you've just said it out loud now that you know they're, you're gonna the unicorn CMO. You know, <laughs> unicorn, 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 I swear to God, that is exactly because because um what happened? What happened? Um, oh shit! 
So I was trying to, um, yes, because I've talked about, you know, starting the, because I'm trying to do my MBA next year. And, you know, when I was talking about it with Yemi as to the reasons why and whatever, and it was all in line with, okay, I'm trying to accelerate my growth um, of getting into that CSO level. And because, you know, anybody can be a CMO. CMO is title, is a title rather. And so I was like, okay, CMO, CMO of what? And it's not till today that I was like, oh, right. Because I was like, oh, CMO of a multi-million dollar company. I was like, no, that's not really. Multi-million can be two million, can be three million. That's not really, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's not really plenty money. So that's why I was like, oh my. CMO of multi-billion. I was like, unicorn, unicorn. Mm, that's mm, it. Mm. So, you know, you, I mean, CMO, unicorn CMO. Is that what you said? Yes. Yeah. I'm taking that name. So, yeah, yeah that's <laughs> <laughs> sorry to go off the tangent, but really, no, that, these that, are the things that go on in my head. Definitely not a tangent, and this is definitely what motivates you every day to to wake exactly. up and, and keep being on the grind, even though sometimes it's like pressure, but still, it's mm-hmm. it's motivation, right? Yeah. Um. Okay. Um. Something else that I'm we... sorry. I just wanted to add something. Okay. Um. Cool. Especially when we talk about motivation and um where we see ourselves, one thing that really sort of motivates me as well is seeing possibilities and when I what I mean when I say that is I've seen what is possible right based on people that have gone ahead and you know done these things not necessarily being a CMO but even getting a certain amount of money for a job even getting a a particular type of job and because I'm curious and my eyes are always moving from one place to another I'm seeing what people are making of themselves and all those things are possibilities right, for me, because it's like, this person has done it, like, I have everything, you know, within me, you know, education-wise and whatever, to be able to maybe even do that or do that better, so what, what I'm trying to say is, when you see, when some, when you see somebody having done something, it becomes a possibility for you, and that is, that is one of the things that also drives me, because I see some of the amazing things that women, women of color are doing, you know, in the tech world, and I'm just like, wow, that can be a possibility for me because this person has done it. Mm, amazing. Yeah. Um, so you definitely also want to be uh, uh, an inspiration to other people the same way people have been I mean, an inspiration to you. I guess. Um, I wouldn't say that I do things to, you know, be an inspiration. Honestly, I think I just do what feels most natural and things that I'm passionate about or what, you know, I feel... I want to do and I guess that ends up being an inspiration to someone um, because also I'm very very honest about the journey um, okay. which not a lot of people might be you know a lot of people's journeys not a lot of people but to a large extent um, the people that we hear and talk uh, talk about the most to a large extent their journeys have been quite linear based on pa, 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 from this to this to this to this and it's just up 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 and up Okay. But mine hasn't quite been that way. And it's very different from, I guess, what we tend to hear. Um, and I'm very honest about that. And I guess in that regard, that can be an inspiration. But yeah, I don't just, I don't do things to, you know, to be an inspiration. I just do it. And I'm yeah. honest about how I went about doing it. Yeah, that's that's amazing. Let me Let me then ask you this interesting question. If you could go back to your um go back a few years to when you were just finishing university um and you had to go give yourself advice about the future um what do you think are the most important things you would tell your newly freshly graduate self huh. 
Hmm. I'm not quite sure, you know. Um, because I started getting my eclectic basketballs right in uni. So, <laughs> you know, it's different. Some people might have really excelled at uni and then they come out and the reality of life is a lot different and they get a lot of blows. I was getting my blows from uni, so I was already wounded coming out. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. So, to a large extent, my expectations um, were not so far out of reach. Like, it was like I was already very wounded based on my experience in uni and how I didn't perform to the standards that I thought I was going to perform to that, you know, I guess I was very aware of the realities of work life or, you know, whatever that I had already gotten the lesson of, you know, you things will not really turn out as you want them to. Um, Life is not very linear or straightforward. I had gotten those lessons already. So it wasn't something that I needed to tell myself um, really. Okay. So, are you saying there isn't anything you would do differently if you could go back? Um, if You mean if I could go back to uni? No, no, no. If you could go back to the beginning to, of your career and you had to go through this journey again. Would I do anything differently? Um, I think maybe I would be more... Um, what's the word? I don't even know what the word is. Like, when you are... I mean, I guess more intentional about meeting and speaking to people okay. um and i guess like they say establishing a network i still suck at it honestly but i guess i'll be more intentional about doing those things because i mean everything else um to a large extent i knew and i like i wouldn't go back and stay in a role longer i wouldn't not take a particular role um because the truth is when i look back every role even the roles that i hated gave me something um, that I wouldn't trade for anything. Mm. Um, yeah. Okay. That's Sounds quite, good. That's a hard question. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> that one, I'm just like... <laughs> uh, no, but, but I think it also shows... Uh, I, I think it, it also shows that you appreciate the journey that you've also been on. Um, and right. Knowing that like you've learned key things that are going yeah. to be more useful for the future. Um, yeah. And just appreciating you know everything that you've been through over the years. So yeah. I think it also goes to that. So it's fine. Um, okay, so um, if you were to leave with just a few words or sentences that people could take with them based on your experience, because, you know, people's experiences are different. And I think yeah. people can just like, one of the ways I learn is by picking bits and pieces of people's experiences that I find interesting or that I think yeah. I can do. So based on your experience, if you could say a few words to people, uh, what would it be? Um... I mean, I words to help them. One, yeah. word, words to help them develop. That is to develop. Um, one thing that I found is you cannot get better by thinking about it. And I think uh, I can think from now till tomorrow. I, I can agree. think of all the ways. <laughs> I can think of all the ways I can do something better. I can think of all the ways another person can do a certain thing better, and all of that just ends what in my head. Um, and you know, what Yumi has really helped me realize is I really need to step out of my head and just get shit done because, you know, yes, it's scary. Um, yes, it's very intimidating, but the truth is you cannot get better by 
you know, thinking about how to get better. You just have mm-hmm. to go out and start doing things um, and start trying your hand at things and improving um, in that regard. So I think that's one thing. Um, the other thing is, I don't know if this will work for other people, but what really works for me is being able to visualize and know where I want to go and know the things that I want. Some people don't have a hard time saying that they are motivated by money because they feel that's the wrong thing to say. No, if money is your motivation, that is totally fine. And you have to then realize the different paths that you can take or the one path that you can take towards getting that that amount of money that you want. Mm. So I think being able to be clear on what your options are, um, what paths are available to you, and yeah, just go for it. Because I think sometimes, like, we just, you know, higgy haga wherever the wind blows and hope that something yeah. comes out of it. But yeah. there's nothing wrong as well with sitting down and being strategic about what the paths are, what your options are, and sort of like, okay, knowing this is where this is destination and being able to work backwards based on your reality of, okay, these are the options available to me. Okay, these are the paths available to me. And yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, sometimes the, that's, a, that's a very important point because sometimes um like uh, even if you're not you can't or you don't have the capacity to be strategic about the options and you don't know how to be clear-headed about how you're going to get to that destination i think just having that goal like like you said if it's money that motivates you like how much money do you want to make set that as the goal and look for ways that you can get it because more often than not it, it doesn't matter what exactly you're building up to as long as you have something to build up to Right, like, exactly. Um, right. An analogy just came to mind. Like if you're going from point A to point B and you put point B in your Google Maps or whatever maps you use, even if you veer away from it, it would still kind of welcome. reroute you to point mm-hmm. B. But if you don't know where you're going, you're yeah. <laughs> like, like it's just, yeah. you're just going to keep going in the wrong direction yeah. or, you know, you, you, it will be hard to refocus yourself right. or, or to refine yourself. Another thing yourself. as well, I think that people think that once they make up their mind on where they are going or where they want to go, that they can't change their mind. Mm. That's not true, right? You can decide that this is what you want for yourself or this is, what you want out of life when you start the journey and you realize that okay no you know you, you become wiser you become exactly you know, you've, you've had more experience and you know okay no maybe i was dreaming too small or maybe i was dreaming too big or whatever mm. and you put that change in that um destination into your gps or whatever in your head and it reroutes you right so it's okay to change your mind based on you know increased information that has come to you from you know learning from experience from speaking to people it's yeah. okay to change your mind, but what you cannot afford to do is stand in one place. Yeah. Like yeah. you just have to keep moving. I know mm. there's also the fear of, you know, going down the wrong path. What is the wrong path? Mm. Every experience, you know, would lead you somewhere. You would get something out of an experience. So yeah. just because you're so scared of going down the wrong path, you know, you end up standing still and not doing anything and We'll come back one year and you're still in the same position. How now? Like, <laughs> it's, it's not, it, it doesn't serve you. It yeah. doesn't serve you. Yeah. I mean, the most, the, mo- the most important thing is just to always at, give, at certain times be able to refocus um, yeah. yourself to something, right? right? Like, I mean, you can go down the wrong path for a bit, but don't keep yeah. going down the wrong path. Right. right. So, um, yeah, no, I think, uh, I think there's, there's, there's lots to take away from what you've just said. And, and yeah, it's been, I think it's been an interesting <laughs> chat. Um, I think we can just leave it there. 
Um, yeah. Thank you very much, Neka. I think I don't think this is going to be the last time you're going to be on this podcast. I think we're going to come back another day. I hope not. Maybe. If I come back, it means that I have stairs. <laughs> so you guys tell you to bring me back. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to pay me this time. I yeah, of course, of course, of course. Um, and yeah, maybe maybe then it will be questions. Maybe then you would be a unicorn CMO and you'd be telling Uh-oh. us, you know, more about the journey and all that stuff. Um, no, nah, Naka is, is a very, 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 very interesting human being. Uh, and she's really, really smart. You should check her out on, you can, you can find her on LinkedIn. You can check out her yeah. uh, Medium page because she writes as well. And she's actually a very I good do. writer. Even I though... Try. I, you get one, you get one work where I give you what you never do. Oh, well, you don't <laughs> no, but priorities, priorities, because I'm, I'm not paying you. I'm not paying you for that either. So <laughs> I know if I want you to get, if I want you to do something, I need to pay you because you well, know, Neka, Neka likes money. She's from the east well, of well. Nigeria. They like money from there. <laughs> Um, but thank you very much, Neka, for joining thank me today. You. Hope everyone had fun. Hope everyone uh, got something from everything she said. Um, of course, this podcast is going to continue. I'm going to talk more about some of the things she talked about. I'll talk more extensively about those things. But I'm also going to have more guests so we can learn more from people's experiences. And, yeah. you know, because, you know, even when I talk to people like Neka, like Neka has mentioned my name a couple of times, but there's a ton of things that I've also learned from Neka by just like interacting with her or just seeing how she does stuff. So um, I hope people can learn from the experiences. And yeah, I think uh, we can leave it there. And uh, yeah, you can. I don't know how, I really still don't know how like podcasts work. Like, do people subscribe to podcasts? They can subscribe if it's Apple Podcast. They can subscribe and they will know when you post a new podcast. Yeah, I guess they can do that on Google as well, um, and yeah. I think on Apple as well you can drop reviews. So you know, do whatever yeah. it is you do on whatever platform you're using to make this podcast great. Because I think you know, <laughs> I think yeah. I, I think this would be useful for a lot of people, and I actually want this yeah. to grow as well. So, yeah. and uh, if you have like topics that you might be interested in learning about or hearing about from other people, then definitely let you know, and I guess he would make it happen. Fantastic! There, you see, people, yeah. she's even helping me sell this I market. I do have sales. I know. <laughs> so yeah, we'll leave it there. Thank you very much, Neka. Um, till the next one. Bye. Alrighty, bye. Bye.